Love Talk Radio. <laughs> We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation, from coast to coast around the world? You are listening to Page One with LaVar and Mary here on Blog Talk Radio for this Friday night, uh, February, was this the 9th? Uh, yes. <laughs> I lose track. Um, February 9th, 2024. Uh, this, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, if you are here in the United States, uh, well, I know around the world, some places do Valentine's Day, but most people this weekend, because Valentine's Day is next week, will probably be celebrating it this weekend. And it is also a national holiday on Sunday with Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> um, it's not National Drinking Day, but Super Bowl Sunday, the football, the U.S. football, not the worldwide football that other people may know. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is where, in the heart of all of it, my wonderful friend Mary, who's out in Vegas, is dealing with all of the out-of-towners. How are you? <laughs> oh, tell me about all the out-of-towners, please. Please, please. You would think. But it is a town full of out-of-towners most of the time, so I should be used to it. <laughs> this is tenfold. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I am... And I know a lot of, um, let's back up. I'm avoiding the strip and any place near Allegiant Stadium. I'm, I'm just am. I'm as far away from that as I could possibly get without being, you know, outside of pizza delivery service. Happy National Pizza Day, by the way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but. There is someone I know uh, rather well, and they are uh, near it already. They're, they live just down the road from it. So they're offering up their um, – they have an area where they usually keep their uh, horses. They're offering that dirt lot up as parking for people if they want. Um, there is a very steep fee, which I laugh at. Um, and if they really want, they can include a pony ride and a beer. And I <laughs> – I'm tempted to go. <laughs> wow. It it's sounds... a very steep price, but I'm, you know, some people might pay it. Yeah. A pony ride and a beer? Pony ride beer and a place to park. Now, if they put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> beer and a pony ride? Put like pony ride, <laughs> comma, beer, comma, place to park. And a place to park. <laughs> And they put priceless. Priceless. <laughs> no, indeed, there's a price. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they everybody have a, has they a price. Have a price. <laughs> Everything has a price. Oh, yeah. How are you but, uh, doing? I, I, you know, with the weather out here, how's it going over there? It has been above average uh, as far as weather. I think we broke 
a nearly almost close to 200-year-old record here the other day where the temperatures were around 59 degrees uh, for February. <laughs> wow. Which if you are out there denying climate change, it is real, folks. Um, that normally does not happen in Chicago, and I never recall a time where it's been this mild. Um, but uh, it has been at times rainy as well. It, we actually had thunderstorms last night, which was weird for February. Um, yeah, normally that's snow. Yeah, that's normally snow, and it was winds and thunderstorms, and so uh, it has been perhaps kind of quiet here for February. I know that, like I said, a lot of people are probably, you know, going to be going out this weekend and celebrating Valentine's Day. You know, the funny thing that I looked at is I think in 2027, Super Bowl Sunday falls on Valentine's Day. Oh, no. Try getting out of that, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> that means you start you better, two years you, early. You better have an, either a woman that likes a lot of sports, wants to be part of the Super Bowl, or you better have a good spot to be. Like, you better be in a good spot with your relationship. Yes. Uh, that means, that's yes, hilarious. Start working on them now. Be like, you know, Valentine's 2027, uh, not going to happen actually on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't want to be part of the crowds. Let's try doing it a week early. <laughs> right, right. Or a day Where early. is it at? Oh, 2027 is, no, it's not Atlanta. Where is it at in 2027? Uh, I think it's L.A. or Santa Clara or something like that. It might be Santa okay. Clara. So there you go. Let's, let's, uh, you know, I know you've always wanted to go to the beach in <laughs> <Right>. February. <laughs> So, yes. Um, nope. But uh, I know also uh, tomorrow, well, this weekend, over the next few days, uh, there will be a lot, well, in Vegas, too, there will be a lot of gambling going on. Yeah, so uh, there will be a lot of that going on. Uh, not only at the casinos, but on the Super Bowl. Uh, I have placed some of my bets, uh, some of my prop bets. Actually, you nice. know what? while we are live here, actually, I'm going to pull this up. Uh, you would think I would have probably done this right before the show. Uh, <laughs> I'm going you to pull think. up on FanDuel here. Oh, they're actually doing Super Bowl squares. I've never done squares. Um You've never done squares. That's like the easiest thing you could ever do. It's all out of your hands. You just just find a nice spot. It's like, you know, this looks nice. (laughs) I like this one. (laughs) Never done it. Um, All right. So I will tell you some of the Super Bowl vets here on FanDuel. Do you want to know the ones that I bet or the ones that are actually on here? Whatever you'd like to, to share. Uh, they have things such as the coin toss result. I know other places also have how long they think that the national anthem is going to last. Um, mm-hmm. Reba McIntyre is performing the national anthem, and I think it was like either the over-under was under 90 seconds or uh, un, uh, under 90 seconds. So She's, um, a, she's done the – no, I, I'm not going to say what I would bet, but she's done this, the uh, national anthem a few times. 
for other events and been pretty consistent. So I would say uh, do your research on that one. Actually, there was a, a reporter here in Chicago who did the same thing, and he said each one that he timed that she did was right at 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. So, but I would think that for the Super Bowl, she might go a couple of, because, you know, you got to have, like, the music and the, the whole little, you know, unless Chicago is a slight fancy, I would say take the over on a 90 seconds. Oh, um, I like how you threw in fancy in there as one of her songs. <laughs> and, cool. Uh, Fancy. <laughs> yeah. And then also uh, the color boots that she might be wearing. Um, hmm. I think the other – this is how bad this is. The reporter also – I don't know how he did it, but he said he pulled up interviews and he pulled up one of her closet, and the majority of boots that she has are black. So he thinks that she's going to be wearing black boots. Hmm. Um, but luck. they also have – you know, game things as to whether things that happened in the la- the last time these two teams met in the Super Bowl could happen again. Um, the color of the first Gatorade port on the winning head coach. Um, mm-hmm. The choices here are purple, orange, blue, yellow, yellow lime or green, red, pink, and water or clear. Mm-hmm. The high I'm not telling you what I think. <laughs> the high odds are on water. Uh, really? Pur- purple is the favorite right now at plus 260. Oh. Also yes. not what I expected, but okay. <laughs> I think I won that bet last year. Um, you did. You that, did. That was it was different the... than what I was going to choose, and I remember you ended up like going with, like, I think I picked wrong. I'm, I'm almost 100% sure I picked wrong, and you picked correctly mm-hmm. so yes uh like i said the coin toss heads tail uh the correct score on its side <laughs> yeah. uh, whether the game will go into overtime um the highest odds here on the on their feature special um i think it was something okay so they have like the highest odd thing here to happen it is plus sixteen thousand. Uh, it is for either it's for Debo Samuel of the Forty ers and Isaiah Pacheco of the Chiefs to combine for two hundred and fifty plus rushing yards. Even if you placed a dollar on that, <laughs> that is a pretty nice return. A dollar bet, well, a dollar bet will get you one hundred sixty bucks, but for one dollar, a no, you know, I'm sorry, ten dollars will get you uh, sixteen hundred. So. Yeah. If you there are you a risky better, uh, I will tell you some of the bets that I did, I'm a cheap better. Um, I put down a final score prediction. Even though I am cheering for the 49ers, um, I, somebody said, because this is how scary this is, about mid-season, beginning of the season, there was an NFL analyst, I forgot his name. He kind of like ruled out like every team along the way. He correctly predicted that the 49ers and Chiefs would be playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, he kind of also predicted who was going to be probably like one of the final uh, other final teams. But he also has a predictive score, I think he said, of 34 27 Chiefs 
It wasn't available on no no no. It was uh, there was somebody else who also predicted one where they said it was going to be a defensive battle, and it was going to be ten six forty niners. That would be a very low scoring Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, um, do you remember the last? Time? Well, uh, you probably do, but uh, someone in my at my job had said that the last time that these two were in a Super Bowl, uh, another event happened that year, and we should start, you know stocking up on things. <laughs> um, I hope Because not. other things have happened as well that also aligned with what happened when that other event happened. <laughs> I hope not. Um, even though, you know what, scarily enough the other day, uh, Joe Buck, the announcer, said that he had some feeling, gut feeling, that something was going to happen at the Super Bowl. He said he doesn't know what, but he thinks that something newsworthy is going to come out of the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I hope he, I hope he's wrong in some way. I hope it's somebody's um, having a baby or somebody's getting married. That's that's what I hope it is. Something like that. That kind of uh, newsworthy. Not. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Don't need anything else happening. Uh, but then again, uh, my birthday, unfortunately. Uh, has a very weird way of some major stories happening because that was also the day um, I remember I think that was the day that Whitney Houston died, right? Um, Somebody passed away on that day, yeah. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, other, lots of people pass away on that day, but also people are born on that day, so there you go. Yeah. Actually, I'm pulling it up now. So uh, on February 11th throughout history, Oh, uh, 2020, the World Health Organization officially named the coronavirus outbreak as COVID-19. Also on that day, um, the Vatican, 2013, the Vatican confirmed that Pope Benedict would resign the papacy. Mm -hmm. Also on that day, I remember this one because it was my birthday, and two major things happened. On February 11th of 1990, if you know both of them, good for you. One of them, earlier in the day, Nelson Mandela was released from prison after 27 years as a political prisoner. Later that evening, Buster Douglas, at 42 to 1, knocked out Mike Tyson in Tokyo. I did not remember that part. Yeah. But that's the whole man. That's when the whole like Mandela effect thing started happening with people. They're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yep. Uh, also on that day, um, BBC Television in 1938 produced the world's first ever science fiction television program. It was an adaptation mm. of a section of the Corral Capac play R.U.R. that coined the term robot. So, yes. There you um, go. Yes, a lot of stuff kind of happened around there. But I'm kind of looking here just to confirm uh, the Whitney Houston one because I think, I know, oh, yeah. Uh, also passing away 2015, it was Jerry Tarkanian, uh, CBS News journalist Bob Simon in 2015 because I remember that happened later that night because the story was about Jerry Tarkanian. But later that night, Bob Simon got into a uh, cab accident. Uh, yeah, Whitney Houston in 2012. Um, that happened on that day as well. So, yep. Yeah. Um, 
So, let's hope that nothing really happens on Elon. I'd like right? it to be quiet on Sunday. <laughs> Don't I would happen. like it to be quiet on Sunday as well. Don't but just in case, happen. I ordered myself some teepee and some water. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I did, I did, but not for that. I did because we're running low. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will tell you what other bet that I have going on, only because I had a little bit of a weird feeling about this, but um, uh, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, generally, it's always either the quarterback, wide receiver, running back. I said it's going to go uh, – it's going to be something weird this year. I actually have it as a defensive player, and I have it as Trent McDuffie. Mm. Uh, $2 bet on that, if that happens, would get you 1200 bucks. Uh, a $2 bet on the game going to double overtime gets you $200. So, but a 10-7 49ers win with net of... Uh, Seven hundred and forty dollars off a dollar bet. So, mm-hmm. but uh, if the re- if there's a repeat of the previous Super Bowl between these two, and if the Chiefs win again, thirty-one to twenty, two dollar bet gets you about four hundred and forty bucks. <laughs> so. I, I'm impressed with what people are betting on. I'm surprised that nobody's betting on the color of the shoes of, or like how many times Usher's going to grab his pants or something. I am sure that that is on other sites. I'm just going off of FanDuel. I'm pretty sure there are uh, prop wagers on what Usher's first song is going to be uh, at halftime, who's going to show. I think right now the favorite, and I think some people are confirming, I think Alicia Keys will show up. So mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the things. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of different prop bets. So if you're betting on the Super Bowl, uh, good luck. But above all, if you are going to any Super Bowl parties, please uh, be careful. Do not drink and drive. So, yes. Uber, Lyft, public transportation, I promise you, it'll be way, way more fun. Especially mm-hmm. if you are having a, a cocktail, mocktail, whatever you want to call it, and you go on. I, w- I would rather be on public transportation that night, too, because it's just going to be rowdy. Right. Really. So, yep. Public transportation. Uh, go yeah. sit with the weird Uber. people. Right. Could you imagine? <laughs> I don't even want to know what the Ubers and Lyfts are going to be charging out there. Uh, I, I can tell you right now, uh, I, a friend of mine does lift, and they are going to be making bank. There's going to be, but it all has to depend on uh, how many fares you can get. So if you're uh, further away, more than likely you're going to end up not getting your, because you have a chance to choose your fare a little bit. Like, yeah, I have time to do that. Um, the further away you are from the stadium means they're going to get less um, fares. So they'll probably charge you more. So mm. just be ready for that if you're looking for that. Mm. Interesting. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make some. They, there's people that are like, "Yep, I'm gonna be working like eight to ten hours that day. I'm not gonna work during the 
during the game itself because more than likely nobody's going to be wanting to get a lift during the game. They're going to be at the game. It's all about mm. timing. Getting first in line. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, shame on us. Uh, I am normally good, and I think this year, um, normally at the beginning of the year, I kind of go through an almanac of things to look out for um, and anniversaries. And I didn't get a chance to do it this year because of things that kind of happened with us here at the end of the year. We missed, well, we missed an anniversary, actually a few major anniversaries. Um, We missed actually from a television standpoint, from a movie standpoint, and from an overall musical point. So February 8th, which was yesterday, marked the 50th anniversary of the debut of the television show Good Times. Wow. Uh, aired for six seasons on CBS from February 8th, 1974 to August 1st, 1975. And, of course, it was... Uh, created by Eric Monte and Mike Evans and developed by executive producer Norman Lear. Um, it was television's first African-American two-parent family sitcom. Uh, Good Times was a spinoff of Maud, which itself was a spinoff of All in the Family. So um, it is uh, based out of uh, you know Chicago here. Well, it was basically a family that lived here in Chicago. Um, but, yeah, no, good times, the 50th anniversary of that. Um, also, we missed uh, on a few days ago, we missed the 50th anniversary, February 7th, 1974, of an awesome movie that if you have an issue with it, I feel sorry for you. Um, <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> yeah, it was the 50th anniversary of Blazing Saddles. Insane, man. Insane. Um, an awesome movie. And I don't see even, because there was a whole thing online of people who were like, there's no way that that movie could be made you know, in this time frame. I actually think if a smart enough person redid it, they probably could do it. Um, mm-hmm. Is it going to upset a lot of people? It probably will. Yes, there's going to be a lot of people that get all bent out of shape about it. Absolutely. It but that's to, because they're Karens. It would have to be. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be like somebody that's kind of in a way, just like back then, kind of accepted as like a. Uh, a genius and a savant. Like, you know, Mel Brooks then was already established. He was already known. Did he take a big chance with this? Yeah. But it was one of those things where, you know, it was Mel Brooks. So Mel Brooks couldn't really do what he wrong. And I'm trying to think of probably somebody that could redo it now where they could probably do no wrong, but they would have to be like, I think like years ago, if the Wayans brothers had probably did it, it probably could have gone off without a hitch. But I'm trying to think of somebody in Hollywood now that's probably, like, widely acclaimed that could probably do it and, like, 
redo it in a way in which I don't even know how you would do it present day. I'm not sure if you would want to redo it based off the West or if you want to do it like modern day, like you have a, a police sheriff going to a white town or like, it, it, it's like I don't know how you would do it. Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, no. It's, it's got to be somebody that's like respected comedy wise. Um, Are you saying you do not respect Dwayne's comedy? Have you not seen CIA? Central right. Intelligence? Oh, God. That, that was so like funny. Respecting Hawk Hogan and Mr. Nanny. And no, that's not, <laughs> not going to You should. You should. <laughs> um, I think it would have to be all, but it's got to be somebody that's like household name, somebody that's kind of like well liked, I guess. Uh, I don't know if Eddie Murphy could get away with it. I don't know if Kevin Hart can get away with it, but like somebody that's not controversial, uh, that's not afraid to take a hit on this one. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but we'll see. I go back to uh, Dwayne. He's a household he name. Get... I'm sorry. He is a high, he's a household name. He's been he's got a great personality outside of outside of his films and everything. Like people respect him. Period. He really he, is funny. I I, he, I don't he, even he, care. No. And he can he, absolutely he, take this. No, not even. Oh okay. God, no. So, when you tell me when the way the Rock Johnson is probably going to say the N word in the movie. Or probably say something that's going to tick a lot of people off. He's kind of like what Ice Cube became. Ice Cube started <laughs> off as like the you know the hardcore rapper, and then he went to like these soft family movies. And there is no way in hell he's turning back around and going hardcore rap again because now he's well known within that realm and like safe among families. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is not going to go ninety degrees and turn it. And go to like something like he, Blazing Saddles. He already because... he. I don't know. I I think you're wrong. Like I, I, I will res- I will respect your decision and what you're saying, and your opinion. I think you're wrong, just based off of his history. And then on top of that, like he's done. Uh, it, granted, it's not the best franchise, but he did like uh, all the Fast and Furious franchises. Um, what was it? Something in Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw. Um, so he's not afraid of doing. He's not afraid of doing that, but yes, yet he does. I know he's got kids and he's got Instagram and he's the doting father of girls and blah, blah, blah. I get all of that. And I do think that he would take a hit for it, but I don't think he would take as much of a hit as somebody like Kevin Hart. I think, too, uh, The Rock probably has higher aspirations down the line. He probably would not want to put – because a lot of people are saying that he could run for political office at some point. Are you kidding? I'd vote for him right now. I don't think he would want to, like, have that as a mark on something if he's running for something. Right, absolutely. That would be the thing that would stop him. But if if that's not something he's planning, that would be the person I would see doing it. Yeah. So I was like, I can't that it's uh, I could see him doing like family fair I can't see him he's kind of like now it's kind of you know unfortunately like when people get like typecast and stuff it's kind of almost like what they were saying about Wayne Brady Wayne Brady wasn't going to do anything that wasn't like unbecoming of Wayne Brady 
the first thing that happened that was the most hilarious thing was when he did that uh, Chappelle show skit. Uh, it kind of did like trading day, you know, <laughs> during trading day. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like, but it was true. I know he said at the time he was a little bad about it when um, it was in a true, um, I think it was at the time, uh, Chappelle's, uh, oh God, the guy's name. And I know people are yelling at me like, know his name. But Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney said in a skit that Wayne Brady was kind of like, this is like the soft person where you knew he wasn't going to do anything that was going to be like controversial. And he kind of took offense to it in a way. And uh, that was when Chappelle reached out to him. And uh, he was like really ticked, genuinely ticked. And that was where the skit kind of came into play. And it became a legendary skit from Chappelle's show because you didn't see Wayne Brady in that way. (laughs) Hilarious Mm -hmm. nonetheless, but you didn't see him in that way. And I was like, Wayne Brady was that guy back then. And I think he reminds me a lot of where The Rock is now, where it's kind of like The Rock has too much to lose, I think, if he did it, because he's family-friendly. like He's safe. You know, he could even do Fast and Furious, but he's still safe. <laughs> if he ever did something raw to you, it would come back and bite him in the behind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would love it, though. I think he could pull it off. I really do think he could pull it off. Regardless of whether he would do it, I think he could pull it off. Let's do it that way. We'll see. I know you you never ever um close the door on that stuff. Um uh, but yes. But no, those are the anniversaries that we missed. Uh also today, uh, a major anniversary in music history. Um it was sixty years ago today, uh, that the Beatles appeared for the first time on the Ed Sullivan show. Um sixtieth anniversary of that. So. I should say whoopee and be all like, mm-hmm. well, you should just be thankful that it not do that in an accent. And, uh, <laughs> and I didn't I say can the try, Be- but I don't know what you would say. The Beatles? No, I didn't say the Beatles. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're they're not. They're Liverpool. I'm sorry. I forgot. Or no, yeah. Leeds. No, wait, Liverpool. Liverpool. Whichever one they are. They're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not central London. They're not Northern yeah. London. They're not that accent. Never mind. I can't do it. It's Liverpool. <laughs> uh, as you can tell, I'm not a big Beatles fan. I enjoy the Beatles. I know who they are. You can <gasps> all you want. No, I, I understand their contribution into everything, including just bringing music, basically making it more global. So I, I get the contribution. doesn't mean I have to know everything about them, which I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. <laughs> by the way, this past week, the Beatles got the Grammy for Best Music Video for I'm Only Sleeping, which was way back in the 60s when they made that song. But what happened was that M. Cooper did a film which was created with 1,300 hand-painted frames and accompanied the track for the re-release of Revolver Special Edition. And it picked up a Grammy for best music video. <laughs> so wow. even in twenty twenty four, uh the Beatles still shaking my head. Just shaking my head. <laughs> yes. And by the way, um the first known American disc jockey to play a Beatles record in the United States 
happened mm-hmm. on February 7th, 1963, and that was Dick Biondi. Wow. Yes. Um, when Please Please Me was released in February, uh, WLS, the station here in Chicago, that so many people know, it was added to the playlist. Uh, sources say that the label president, E.R. Abner, had a good relationship with the station, hope it would create the excitement that the Beatles were enjoying in England. Uh, it debuted about a month later on the infamous or famous WLS Silver Dollar Survey at number 40. They uh, misspelled the name on there. <laughs> on, with the name is misspelled on the 45 in the survey. Uh, even with uh, Dick Biondi's enthusiasm for the song, the single didn't budge. It fell off the chart two weeks later, but Turns out that Dick Biondi was a little bit ahead of his time playing it way back in February. So uh, he was the first known person to play it. So That's cool. There you go. A little bit of history there. Played here in Chicago. Um, by the way, did you see – we haven't even gotten to the Almanac yet. I think this is a record for us not getting to the Almanac. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> This is a record for us not getting to the Almanac. Sorry, everyone. But, uh, not before really. I kind of get on to the Almanac, which is coming up in a few minutes, as you can tell, um, this is kind of like a rare night for us where we're – because, hey, man, it's a special weekend. So, hey, I'll do what I want on this show. Um, you we, have <laughs> There was a, a thing that came out, um, and I – trying to see if I can pull it up, but someone had put out about Taylor Swift, who you will probably hear a lot about in the next few hours. In days. But how, because of course, if you are a Taylor Swift fan, you know that Taylor Swift's favorite number is the number 13. Um which, she by asked, the way, was my number long before it was hers. Thank you very much. <laughs> and so there was a correlation between everything that has to do with the Super Bowl and how a lot of things added up to 13 and how a lot of people um, were um, saying how this is kind of like all set up to go the Chiefs' way on Sunday. Um, and actually, let me pull this up because, oh, here it is. Uh, so, first of all, as they were saying, um, Taylor was born on the, well, the reason why 13 was good for her. Taylor was born on the 13th of December. Uh, she turned 13 on Friday the 13th. Her first album went gold in the U.S. in 13 weeks. She just won her 13th Grammy. She announced her new album titled 13, uh, and it's Super Bowl 58. Five plus eight equals 13. Uh, now you're pushing <laughs> it. Huh? Hey, man. So now they're pushing not, it. I'm not the one. <laughs> no, this gets even better. Gotta love Swifties. I'm sorry. I'm going to, you know what? Y'all, before before he keeps going, he has nothing to do with my opinion, so don't go after him. If you want to come after me, you know where I'm at, okay? There you go. I'll be the one with the anti-Taylor posters over by the uh, 
the uh, Allegiant Stadium. Have fun. All right. So Swifties are Swifties are notorious. So I'm just I'm saving you any heartache. Well, I <laughs> love Taylor Swift. So I, I love Taylor Swift. Just so that you all know. Uh, well, so she's been to 12 Chiefs games. The Super Bowl will be her 13th game. The Niners are the one seed. The Chiefs are the three seed. Uh, 49ers, if you take the four and the nine, that equals 13. It's on February 11th, and if you take the two and the 11, that's 13. 100% minus 13% equals 87%, which is Travis Kelsey's number, 87 uh, not to mention that the quarterback of the opposing team in the Super Bowl happens to wear the number 13. And they also said that she's flying from Tokyo to Vegas, which is really a 12-and-a-half-hour flight, but with customs and everything else, she would sneak without the 13. <laughs> they tried really hard lucky. on that They're really so, trying. A lot of 13 in there. Uh, take that for what you will. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. So, I digress. Uh, yeah. Now, finally, we go to the Almanac. <laughs> Today is the night. Man, we're way past time of the Almanac. Uh, today is the night. Uh, it's National Cut the Court Day today. It's National Pizza Day. Hopefully, you guys had your pizza. Did you have pizza today? Yes, of course, I had my pizza today. A little ah. personal pan, little, little pineapple and ham and bacon. Really? I am a pineapple pizza kind of gal. I like pineapple on pizza. Come I at me, bro. It. Especially on that thin Not crust. Not you, but... Like, <laughs> <laughs> on that thin crust from Domino's, like, I had, like, the pineapple one time, and it was, like, really good. I think it's pineapple See, on I like... Yeah, I like... Um, I try it with some bacon, with the ham. Like, <laughs> that salt from the bacon, really good crispy bacon. I like it... Mm-hmm. I wish I could find a good tavern style around here with the cut in the squares. I would be in heaven. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I'm pretty oh. sure someone should step up from out there in Vegas. Um, that can let Mary know uh, that they have some tavern style. Yeah, I would be a, I would be a solid fan. I would be going, I would drive out of my way. I do for pizza puffs. I will do it for this kind of pizza. There you go. Um, so that happens today. National Bagel and Locks Day. It's also National Toothache Day. Don't know why you would give a day to that. Tomorrow, February 10th, it's National Home Warranty Day. National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. National mm. Umbrella Day is tomorrow. National Pork Rind Day is on Sunday, as well as National. Yeah. As well as National Adventures Day. Uh, Sunday is also National Peppermint Patty Day. Um, I haven't had one in a while. I should. There you go. Uh, National Shut-In Visitation Day. It's National White Shirt Day or National White T-Shirt Day. Uh, National Don't Cry Over Spilt Milk Day. Uh, National, uh, National Make a Friend Day is on February 11th. And then uh, on the 12th, it is National Football Hangover Day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, National Clean Out Your Computer Day, the second Monday of February. It is National Plum Pudding Day. 
plum pudding. I don't know that I've ever had plum pudding. Have you? No. Never had it. All righty then. Um, and then it is also Red Hand Day. Uh, every year on February 12th, Red Hand Day encourages political leaders to stop the use of child soldiers. Uh, the day is also referred to as the International Day Against the Use of Child Soldiers. Uh, interesting fact, many countries throughout the world allow the use of children in armed conflicts. About 250,000 child soldiers in the world are used in at least 20 countries. No, I don't like that. Uh, the practice is especially common uh, in Afghanistan, Colombia, Iraq, the Philippines, Sudan, and Yemen. Majority of child soldiers are between 15 and 18 years old. However, some countries recruit children as young as nine. So that is insane to think that that is happening in this world. Um, February 13th is also Fast Knot Day. Uh, that's the day before Ash Wednesday. We are already coming up on Ash Wednesday next week. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galentine's Day is on the 13th. Uh, and then Punchkey Day. Um, mm, I love a good Punchkey. And no, it's not Patsky. It's Punchkey. <laughs> Punchkey is how it's pronounced. <laughs> um, February 13th. Say it right. Yes. Blasky. Get some Punchkeys on Blasky. Uh, <laughs> February 13th is National Cheddar Day. And uh, the 13th is Fat Tuesday. Um, which is always happens before Ash Wednesday, and mm-hmm. uh, February thirteenth is national. Uh, it's uh, National Tortellini Day. National Tortellini Day, and it's National Pancake Day. Ooh! And had the IHOP on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday brings us Ash Wednesday. It's also Valentine's Day on that day. Uh, National Cream Filled Chocolates Day. National Ferris Wheel Day. Apropos. Also apropos. (laughs) And National Organ Donor Day on that day. (laughs) For all the people who drink and drive. Sorry. Mm -hmm. That was rude. (laughs) Uh, February 15th brings us National Wisconsin Day. Singles Awareness Day. It's National Gumdrop Day. Uh, And then next Friday, it is a few things here. Um, Next Friday brings us National No. Huh? Oh wait, that was I thought that was all on Valentine's Day. Never mind. Keep going. Did you say my (laughs) Did you say my birthday? No, I said I thought that was you skipped Thursday, and that was that was I thought. Never mind. No, well, the 16th is National No One Eats Alone Day. I'm um, yeah. sorry, that's Thursday. But then Friday. Now nah, I'm getting it right because that was the only thing on that day. There was only one. Ah, uh, I gotcha. National. Well, no, no there's Alone. other things, but yeah, that's the only national thing. Yeah, yeah. Unless there's something that I'm missing here on Thursday. <laughs> mm, mm, my no, parents' anniversary. The 15th is Thursday, so I, I, yes. I did those, which was Wisconsin Day, Singles Awareness Day, and Gumdrop Day. That's on the 15th. Right, right. and yeah. I misheard you. I thought that was still on the 14th. No, no. <laughs> no. Those All right, we're 50. back. We're back, everyone. Yep. <laughs> we're back. Uh, those are the 15th. So the 16th, which brings us to next Friday, is National No One Eats Alone Day. 
It's National Tartar Sauce Day, which is the Friday after Lent begins. Uh, uh, National Caregivers Day, which is the third Friday in February. Uh, National Do a Grouch a Favor Day is next Friday. Mm. And it's also National Almond Day. So there you go. Um, By the way, I'm going to give you all an even bigger heads up. February 18th, it's National Drink Wine Day. Hell yeah. (laughs) I just saw that. (laughs) So there you go. So all of those things uh, coming up soon. That's the almanac. So here's what we got going on tonight, kids, if you are listening. Uh, I originally kind of had some things planned on this show, but with all good things and the way that the week goes, the week caught up with me. So we're going to have potpourri night tonight. I've got a few things from the smoking gun files. Um, yeah. And who knows? There may be even a couple of topics in there that might be after dark topics. So if it gets mixed in there with potpourri, (laughs) Please be aware, Mary cannot stop herself. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) So a few of those may be mixed up in there. Um, So with that, we're going to go to Retro Moment of the Week. Um, This Retro Moment of the Week, I will say, are a couple of things that can kind of help you in regards to Valentine's Day especially for those of you who might be uh, debating on making out. And if you are, hopefully they'll help you. But Retro of the Week, uh, then we will return to the other side with more Page One with Laura Mary on this Friday night, February 9th. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This is going to be the kissingest Valentine's Day ever because Scope Mouthwash is going to give away millions of free samples and coupons to make this a Valentine's Day to remember. You see, Scope, first thing in the morning, makes your breath feel fresher for hours. And after Valentine's Day, keep buying Scope. Who says the kissing has to end on Valentine's Day? Scope, once in the morning, does it? Who's the funniest hamburger clown? Who knows where good food can be found? Hamburger shakes and fries, the way of fish and apple pies, Ronald. Ronald McDonald. Now you can get Valentine's at participating McDonald's. One from Ronald for you and five others you can send to your friends. Sending on smart car. I am not. No little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer than Big Red.
You're listening to Page One. Page One. With LeVar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Welcome back to page one on this Friday night, February 9th, with Laura and Mary here with you. Um, if you can't help yourself after having some scope and some big red, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss big red, actually. I haven't had that in a while. Because <laughs> it's also soda called big red. Do not get those two things mixed up. One is gum. Yes, yes. It's an entirely different taste. By the way, Completely. so sad to hear about that they discontinued Fruit Stripes. Yeah, that lasted, the Fruit Stripes sucked for like flavor lasting ability, but it was really good. Mm. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, we normally on this show always run across, it seems, every year a story uh, by the way, uh, coming up in a little while, we will have a look at what is trending. Uh, and then we will also, uh, like I said, close it out, as always, with shout-outs. Uh, but um, a Central Florida mom was forced to drop her kids off across the street from their school after concerns were raised about a decal on her car promoting her OnlyFans account. Now, the children have been expelled from the Christian school as a result. The school board at Liberty Christian Preparatory School sent a letter to Michelle and Randy Klein on Monday, which detailed the decision to terminate their family's enrollment effective immediately. Administrators accused the Kleins of, quote, producing and distributing pornography via a pornographic website and, quote, creating additional disruption by speaking to local news media, according to a letter obtained by Fox 35 there. Uh, they previously reported that Klein had vinyl decals on the back of her and her husband's cars to promote their, their side hustle. OnlyFans, of course, is a website that allows customers to pay access or for access to exclusive content they won't find on other social media platforms, and it's well known for its sexual content. Klein, however, said her link does not include explicit content and is a source of income for her family. Because of those decals, Liberty Christian Preparatory School became concerned and said she should either remove the decal or not come on the campus. Now the school has made a more decisive decision to expel her this children from coming to the school. Um, and, quote, as we discussed with you both previously, when school administration learned that you were displaying a sticker promoting a pornographic website on your vehicles, we confronted you and did not immediately terminate our partnership with your family. Uh, this according to the letter. Despite this wrong, LCPS desired to show love to your family and particularly your children, we asked you to remove the advertisement or park off-site. We hope this loving confrontation will cause you to reconsider and repent of these sins. We hope to continue ministering to your children and hope that the conversation will result in your repentance and a change in your behavior. Instead, the school said Klein placed an even larger decal on her car, referencing the school's request to remove the original one. Uh, Bravo to her. Yeah, the sticker said, according to that, my kids' private school had a problem with the small decal of my Super Duty back window. 
the letter also cites a Florida law that, quote, makes it a crime for a person to knowingly exhibit for a monetary consideration to a minor a motion picture or knowingly provide a minor with an admission ticket or pass to specific sexual content. The school also referenced another statute that says, quote, an adult may not knowingly distribute to a minor on school property or post on school property. LCPS said that this decision, quote, linked Michelle's actual identity and public behavior with the identity of her children, leading to their expulsion. Furthermore, the school said that the clients broke an agreement they signed with the school upon enrolling their children, which says, quote, a parent or student causing unresolved disharmony and conflict with staff or other parents could result in expulsion. If Klein removes the decals, takes down her OnlyFans account, and desires to, quote, seek repentance and restoration, school leadership said that they would reconsider reinstating her children. Uh, the head of the school sent the following statement to Fox 35 Tuesday afternoon, stating that they are taking appropriate action to protect the innocence of children. Pornography is a vice and a sexual sin that destroys lives and breaks up marriages. Like they haven't even watched it. The negative impact of pornography on mm-hmm. to result in future long-term relationship issues, consuming, producing, distributing, yada, yada, yada. You all know how the rest of that goes. Um, <laughs> you know what? I actually kind of find it a little funny. Bob had a I small do too. one. Bob had a small one. They didn't like it, so she went out and got one even larger. <laughs> you know what? Bravo to her. I, I'm not saying that, like, if she's doing porn, whatever. If she's not doing porn, whatever. If her and her husband are well aware of the OnlyFans account, then I'm going to go with either they're very okay with their relationship and they're not going to be, like, you know, breaking up that marriage because of it, or their content is not – just because it's on OnlyFans it doesn't mean it's automatically porn. It doesn't. It doesn't. And you know what? Like I said, it's on her and her husband's vehicle. So both of them, both of them are aware of it. Bravo to her. Don't go back to that school. It's going to ruin your kid's mind. On top of that, Christianity, I thought, supposed to be, uh, what is it, promoting uh, love, forgiveness, and understanding, and that you are not God to make, you know, to judge other people. Isn't that the whole point of Christianity? So this school is teaching them that... uh, Judging's okay, or am I dumb? No, you you are uh, you are correct, and um, I I just think that pretty much after that happened, um, they pretty much were just like, oh, you pretty much thumbed your nose at us, and pretty much it was kind of like a slap in the face. So yeah, um, but. You know, stand by your guns. You know, one of the things I always say is that life's too short. I'm pretty sure, and unfortunately, it's going to be tough for to get them into another old private school like that. But, um, you know, stand by your guns. You know, if you got a bunch of uptight people who think that what you're doing is this and this and that and that, then, yeah, go do you. Do you, boo, as they say. (laughs) I, you know, every place is going to have their own rule. So if that rule is you can't do what you want to do, um, go somewhere else where they'll accept you, you know? Yeah, and and don't be be crappy about it either. Like, her (laughs) getting a bigger 
sense of getting a bigger bumper sticker actually makes me happy and it makes me laugh. But don't be, don't be, you know, dumb about it. They said, right. no. teach your kids saying that if somebody says no, then that, that means no. What you, what they say is that's their rules and we have to live by them. They say, no, we're not allowed there anymore. Okay. But that doesn't mean that you have to change your ideals to fit their narrative. If that right. doesn't work with where you stand, your ideals, then that's not your place. And I'm fully a supporter of just because something's great doesn't necessarily mean that fits you. A fish right. does not belong, you know, in the desert. Does it? I don't think so, and I'm going to go with no. <laughs> but that's what, that's it. It's either you're a fish or you're a camel. You can't be both. Hmm. And you can't make a camel into a fish. I, I just I, that's just it. I know that's weird. I'm 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 going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna let you roll with that one because I was trying to see where you were headed. <laughs> I'm trying to say that just because you, are, there's nothing wrong with being a fish or a camel, but fishes and camels cannot just coincide with each other all the time. That's where I was going with it. So if you can't, if where you're at <laughs> doesn't fit you, then move to a place that does. All right. That's where I was going with it, and it wasn't going as well as I thought, so I stopped. <laughs> I couldn't save you on that one. I was I was just looking to see where you're going. <laughs> no, you couldn't. It's an entirely different thing. If you had said like camel and like I'm trying camel to figure out what else. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, like when you went fish and then camel. I was like, I don't know too many movies where I see a fish and then a camel. But hey, I see where you go. <laughs> I, I they might be friends. You don't know this. I. You know what? There's probably gonna be a Disney movie out. And it's gonna have a fish. And a camel, and nobody can explain how the fish lives outside the water. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Disney execs, you can give me a call. Yeah. Didn't I see today that Disney put down some money uh, towards uh, Fortnite? Probably. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So I think I did see that today. Um, so, yeah, but no. Um, thought that was pretty funny every time it seems like every few months we have a story like that in which we we have that happening um so do you want to not feel old around <laughs> generation z um they're 12 i'm gonna feel old regardless <laughs> uh according to this what what is perceived to be a total fashion do not carrying cash identification and debit cards in a billfold has become akin to carrying around old butterscotch candies at the bottom of your purse as teens and early 20-somethings have officially declared wallets atrociously antiquated or more modestly put uh, what's the word here? Chewy? C-H-E-U-G-Y? Uh, millennials, apparently, there's a new way that we can age ourselves. It's by having a wallet, according to Liz June, an expected uh, Miami mom in her 30s on TikTok. Gen Z uses their phone as their wallet, she continued. So they have mm. all their money and their IDs in their digital wallets. 
the baby bumping uh, uh, says here blonde announced the anti-pouch trend uh, to fellow over the hill folks in a buzzy TikTok bulletin with 168,000 views and counting. She says, "How do you have your ID in your digital wallet? Uh, uh, is this a thing? Did I miss the memo? Uh, use the digital wallet in your phone." Gen Z says, "Because carrying cash, identification, debit cards, and bill phone uh, is." pretty much out of style um the once stylish accessory is now going the way of leggings ankle cut socks and other wardrobe dinosaurs as members of the rising demographic are making a hard turn towards its high-tech alternative uh a february 2024 report on the increasing popularity of the virtual paywall uh carry-all via payments which is an online payments and commerce herb i can't get nothing out tonight hub and Amazon Web Services found that 79% of Generation Z consumers use digital wallets. Um, so the majority of folks under age 25, they've ditched it in the name of fashionable convenience. Uh, so the study also determined that a whopping 51% of those kids not only trust their cellular devices to store money, but also their driver's licenses, medical cards, and event tickets all to be accessed in one simple click. Uh, digital wallets such as Apple Pay, Google Pay, and PayPal provide convenient and secure ways to complete online purchases, noted to research authors. Those uh, wallets remove the cumbersome process of entering credit or debit uh, card details at checkouts. So, um, are you one of the people who is starting to do that, or are you still going to stick with your wallet? <laughs> okay, so I have a wallet, a purse, and a digital wallet. That is what I have. That is what I carry. I also still carry my checkbook. Yes, they do make paper checks. I haven't used one in about 30 years, it feels like, but I still have one. Here's my deal on that. It takes one good solar flare, and those kids are going to be without money, and I'm going to be oh. sitting there going, hey, guess what? I can pay for my gas. See y'all later. Bye-bye. <laughs> there's something about it. I'm so, I'm, this is why I'm Gen X, like, <laughs> F-A-F-O, you know? <laughs> F around yeah. and find out. <laughs> like, that's mm-hmm. what I feel like right now. So, yep. bravo, good. I'm glad that you don't have to have a wallet and that you think I'm old because I carry one. But guess what? When you can't buy gas or food or God, just, you know, walk around because people are stealing your identity because somebody's had one data breach. I don't feel bad for you. I don't feel bad for you. And when you whine to me about it, I'm going to be like, y'all are the one that were trying to push the whole digital wallet thing. You want to be like, you're old because you carry it. Well, guess what? Yep, I am. I'm 100% old, but I also have 100% more money than you at this point. Uh, well. You have no cash, no credit, nothing. What will you do? What will what you do? do? <laughs> In their case, nothing. Nothing. That's what I'm saying. One yeah. good solar flare. That's all I need. One good solar flare or a digital or a, you know, like a, a data breach on on something small. Uh, cash. No, cash app's pretty big. But one of them. Just a data breach on one of the larger but smaller data wallet or uh, wallets, digital wallets. Mm-hmm. That's all I need, and then I could be, hey, guess what? 
I can still buy food. <laughs> Do you see the screen right. stuff? I still have it. But, like uh-huh. said, we're, not, we're not knocking it, but it's just that if you were yeah. reliant, and I don't even know, I thought that when if the police pulled you over, you have to have a physical copy of your driver's license. Yep, I think I've seen to. far too often where people have said, oh, I got uh, my driver's license on my phone. Hold on. And I'm like, what happens if somebody steals your phone or you lose your phone? So now all of this information on your phone and this cash, and like mm-hmm. I said, it's not like it's going to happen to other people, but at least I've kind of got like physical things that kind of help. If you were trying to go cartless and you know, everything else, you still need to take your physical ID because here's what's going to happen. Heaven forbid something happens and you get into an accident. No one could get into your phone. If your ID is still on you, they could still identify you. Mm-hmm. So how is it that somebody's going to be able to identify you right away if all your stuff's in your phone? Again, I go back to I have a digital wallet. I do have that, and I do use PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, you name it. I've probably used it at least once, or I know of it. So I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I also carry my physical ID. I also carry my physical, you know, like my physical cash card. Mm-hmm. Again, checkbook. Sometimes these things are, again, my checkbook, I haven't, I haven't cracked. It's probably if I took it on my, my purse right now and opened it, it'd be like a brand new book, that seal, like that. <laughs> I know that. But I'd rather have that there. In an emergency where they have, I have multiple ways of identifying myself. Hmm. Then not. Luckily for me, though, for my phone at least, uh, there's one other person that can open it without having to have her added on. But that's beside the point. We found that Apple, um, the facial recognition on Apple phones, thinks that kiddo is me, so she can get into my phone anytime she wants. <laughs> Hundred percent. It's a party trick now. We are like, hey, guess what? Look at this. Oh wow, um, <laughs> that could be good. Well, that's a that's a discussion for a whole other night. <laughs> yeah, that's a, well, hey, that's not tonight. Um, so yeah, that's not good at all. Yeah, we might have to talk about that. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to technology or like AI or like other things. It's just it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The world's sexiest accent has been revealed. Mine. Um, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey. It is somebody, at least. <laughs> you, you, you never know. Um, they kid, uh, I've got something for you. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> um, so, according to this, French has been displaced by Italian as the Good. world's most attractive language, according to the Daily Mail, citing a new survey for the language learning platform uh, Babbel. Um, 6,000 people from the U.S., the U.K., France, Spain, Italy, and Germany were asked which languages are perceived as, quote, most sexy, most romantic, and most passionate, with Italian leaning into the top spot. 
There are certain characteristics of Italian that may contribute to its appeal, uh, according to Babel language teacher Noel Wolf. He says the rise and fall of pitch and spoken Italian can create a musical quality which some people find alluring and attractive. Um, they added that certain phonetic features, such as the rolling of R sounds, can be distinctive in Italian, which to many is regarded as charming or attractive. Survey results show German won for most direct language, of course, and British English for most polite. Uh, the post no, reached out to not not <laughs> <laughs> You said it, I did not. Um, back Sorry, in 2017... Honey. Their survey of over 15,000 people named French to sexist accent in Italian number two. English speakers are drawn to the melody of a language such as French or Italian, according to linguist Patty Adonk, who is a professor of speech perception and production at the University College London. Uh, in comparison, language such as, as Thai or Mandarin can sound harsh because they're using tonal distinctions, she reasoned. It sounds very unnatural and unexpected. Uh, the latest survey comes as linguists say that a new dialect known as Miami English is taking over South Florida. Popularized by Hispanic youth born in America, Miami English uses English words in Spanish forms. So, um, yeah, those are the sexiest things going on. Um, okay. Do you find so, that accent to be sexy? Like, what accent do you find to be sexy? Here's the thing. There, we have a reporter here in Chicago on WGN, and she's from Ireland. And, huh? No, I'm sorry. You were saying it in, like, a secretive tone. So um, yeah. uh, she's from Ireland, and I love her accent because it's, it's just like, even when she says her name, or she, you know, you can hear Ire, like in the Ireland, or like the Irish accent. Um, I I love it, but you know what though? Nothing beats a good, you know, here in the U.S. Nothing beats a good Southern accent because it's like more softer. Like people on the East, you know, it's kind of like hard, you know, like the hardest nails, like, um, like somebody wants to fight. Um, here in the Midwest, it's kind of like uh, I can't really hear it. If you go out west, it kind of sounds more like um, you can't get too deep south. It all depends on the, where in the south. Because if you get like certain portions of the south, it kind of is like that slow southern draw, and then it kind of sounds like really country. But for the ones that are like, kind of like just north in the south, it has like that like nice sweet like sweetness to it but if we're going worldwide then i would have to say um ireland um and then maybe australian love australian accent <laughs> on a woman an australian accent yes that i will probably give you my wallet at that point because it's, it's really nice um, give me your wallet. and of course give me your wallet. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the UK accent too. I love my ladies from the UK as well. So, um, but yes, an Australian accent, yeah, it's or Ireland. Okay, cool. Just let us. Yep, those are my top three. I would ask you what yours were, but I think I don't want to get you into trouble. 
no, no, no. You can get me into trouble anytime. That's fine. Um, okay, oh, really? if we're keeping it, okay. if we're keeping it in the U.S., I will. Uh, let's do it this way. I'll I'll do it the same way you did it. Keeping it in the U.S. U.S. accents. I do like a southern accent, but if it is if it is a slow like if they talk too slow, I, I, I want I like. Will you get to the point? Right. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh God. You're I like, know you're smart enough, but my brain has already gotten there. Let's go. Like, let's move on. Move on. Move on. Um. Uh, but a southern accent does do it for me. A Midwest accent does it for me in the U.S. Um, probably just because I grew up with Midwest accent, so I get it. But not necessarily, um, very specifically regionally. Um, nothing against the Chicago accent. I think it's great. I love hearing it. It's not my favorite. Um, something about it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because people have made fun of it forever and everybody goes, oh, you're from Illinois, Chicago. And it's like, you know, there's an entire state. <laughs> an entire state. Oh, you're from Las Vegas. So, or you're from Nevada. So Las Vegas, oh, there's an no. entire state. You know, that kind of thing. Um, worldwide, uh, most people would think that uh, the UK, like the English accent would be number one. It's actually not. Um, there is a lawyer that I work with at my job that when he calls, I have to actually in my brain go, listen to what he's saying. Stop it. Listen <laughs> to what he's saying. And then I often have to have him repeat himself. Um, we've gotten to the point where I could be like, listen, you're going to have to repeat yourself. So go ahead and say what you're going to say. I'm going to catch what I can and then repeat yourself again. And he's like, it's not that thick of an accent. And I'm like, yeah, but just trust me on this one. He's got a Scottish accent. There's something about that. Like, I don't understand half the words you're saying, but I please keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're speaking. Is it English. like a really thick I don't Scottish care. Accent? Yes. And it's, and it's that rogue and it's all deep in his, in his chest. It's all right there, and I love it oh, so much. Um, but UK <laughs> is up there. English accents are up there. Uh, I'd say it's probably number three. Um, I do like a good Spanish accent, like that Hispanic. Again, I think it's the sing-songy quality of the rolling of the R's and that kind of thing. You know, it's breathy. But, yeah. UK accents, as much as they say it's very polite, they're not being polite. It's kind of like the Southern, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like they're being nice, but they really aren't. <laughs> oh, man. So those are mine. Those are mine. But yes, yeah, Scottish is the top on mine. But, you know, the people who think the English accent is the top, the person that would be most offended by it would be not the person they're thinking. Well, Scottish. It's, it's oh. more brogue. It's more deep. It's deeper. <laughs> I won't do it's my right. Sean Connery. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Sean Connery. I was 100%. I knew it was weird that he was like 900 years old, but I thought he was sexy. But I was like, you know what? Put a bag over my head. I could I just have him talk. I'm good. <laughs> That's all I need. I've said that for many years. Did you, did you, definitely, did you definitely don't want to hear him when he says, uh, no, never mind. <laughs> I'm I'm character. I will not go there. <laughs> he's, he's my favorite James Bond. 
No offense to anyone else. It's sad, but the only thing that I could probably say, it, it was a Bond character, so I could say it over the air. No, no, I mm-hmm. won't say it. Because, <laughs> see, people, the, the word that was used now, it's, uh... <laughs> you talking about the Bond character, Miss Galore? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Just say Miss. It's fine. We know who you're talking about. It's not funny if you don't say the full name. <laughs> <laughs> you can loosen up that shirt, Pretty Penny. Yeah. Uh, undo it a actually, couple of buttons and let me get to know you. Yes. Uh, I'm reading here, she actually ranked second in a poll of favorite Bond girls by Entertainment Weekly back in 2007, only to be beaten out by Ursula Andress's character, Honey Rider. <laughs> Oh, oh. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, sorry. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. That was awful. I think he's taking me off. Of, okay, I don't like Scottish accents anymore. I'm kidding. But... I've now, now ruined her on Scottish accents. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, but uh, that is that what's going on with there, but here's something else that's going on. You know, there is nowhere else where we will tell you on how to make money. By the way, um, did you ever put in for that contest for the... I did, and I did not get any kind of anything back other than thank you for your entry. <laughs> well, they probably still haven't decided yet, so we'll see. Okay. But here's we'll another one. For years... Burger King has told you, the consumer, that you can have it your way at their restaurants, and now they're putting their money where their mouth is. The burger chain has announced its first-ever million-dollar Whopper contest, which is offering customers a chance to win a $1 million prize if they can create the next successful Whopper idea. Now, through March 17th, fans of Burger King are being offered a chance to submit their ideas for a brand-new Whopper to be sold at Burger King locations across the country. The contest's judges will then evaluate each entry based on, quote, feasibility, popularity, and innovation before inviting three finalists to Burger King's Miami headquarters to adjust their concepts. All three burgers will later be available at participating Burger King restaurants in November of 2024 for a limited time, according to Burger King. Guests will then vote for their favorite with the winning idea earning a $1 million prize for its creator. The other two finalists will also receive cash prizes, according to Burger King. Their chief marketing officer, Pat O'Toole, said the contest embodies Burger King's spirit. More than 50% of guests customize their Whopper sandwich, and now the possibilities of what those customizations include are endless. To enter the contest, Burger King customers can visit bk.com forward slash mdw or the BK app, no purchase necessary, to submit their Whopper creations. Uh, more information on the terms, conditions, and prizes can be found there. Um, Voice Critical has already put in using his uh, Twitch chat to help him create one. Just giving you guys a heads up. So if you want to see how it's done, go to his uh, go to his YouTube channel. He like does a couple of different ones, and then you can actually don't steal his ideas. Obviously, he's already done them, but you can see how it's done there. A Burger King creation? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I watched the stream. It was quite fun. Um, also, he said, like, you know, if he won a million dollars, he'd keep it for himself. So anything we helped him with, we were trying to do everything we could possibly do to make their burgers gross. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. Wonderful. Yes. That's, sabotage, that's sabotage, if you can. There were people yeah, that were yeah. helping, and then there were people that were like, wait, 
Why am I helping you build a... <laughs> I want the million dollars. Well, also, by the way, speaking of food, uh, you remember for the last few weeks we've told you about Applebee's and doing those date night passes. Yeah. Applebee's, because it was so popular, uh, they will be selling an additional thousand of its date night passes via a random drawing on Valentine's Day in response to the overwhelming demand. Uh, the $200 date night pass allows customers to get up to $30 of free food once a week for a year or 52 times for a value of up to $1,500. Uh, of course, those passes can be redeemed at Applebee's locations nationwide, except for 16 stores. I wonder who those 16 are. Uh, those who would like Not to enter for probably. Yeah. Those who would like to enter. Oh, by the way, you guys had a water burger out there that opened up. Um, those who would like to enter for a chance to purchase one of the additional thousand passes uh, should sign up via the Applebee's website. Uh, today is actually the last day to do it, so hurry up and do it. The winners will be selected and notified on Valentine's Day with details on how to complete their purchase. The initial date night pass offering sold out in less than one minute to guests in 40 states. The man was so high. The restaurant's website temporarily crashed when the passes went up for sale. So you have another chance. <laughs> so you're saying um, there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> so, yes. Um, I don't know. If any of you have a chance to get that, you'll have to tell us, or you'll have to treat one of us to it. Um, yeah, right. Cause, and make sure that it's, make sure that it's, because well, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not an, I'm not an Applebee's fan. By the way, did you know that you had that Whataburger open the other day? Yeah, yeah, I heard about it. Um, it's not close to me, thank God, um, because it was a little uh, riotous. But <laughs> I will be. I do like, I do like the um, their breakfast. There's a there's a chicken, a honey chicken biscuit that they have. And I'm hoping it tastes the same as the the last few that I've had, and that that yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. Hmm. Have you had, ever had Whataburger? I had it once. I had it once. This uh, sounds like a story. No, no, no. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore you with my ten minute or twenty minute visit to Whataburger. No, um, but no, it was. Um, I think I went, I think I just had a burger. I, I, now in hindsight, I think I probably should have had the, because um, I think I went around like close to 11-ish in the morning and I had mm-hmm. a burger. But the patty melt actually looks pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's good too. I'm telling you, the next time you go, there is a, uh, a chicken honey biscuit, I think it is, for breakfast. Okay. So good. So good. I would put myself into a diabetic coma for this. It's very good. <laughs> oh man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Here's another. Uh, well, before we kind of continue on with potpourri, I want to real quick kind of go through because yeah, we're kind of rolling on time here tonight. Uh, don't mind us. We're just having a good time. Uh, <laughs> Just to make sure you guys knew what was trending in before I forget it. Uh, it's, of course, it's Friday night, so you know it is um, 
wrestling, and SmackDown was the lead thing here. Uh, busy week for WWE, uh, especially with the debacle that kind of was last week of The Rock coming back to uh, originally he was going to face Roman Reigns, but it met such a backlash. It kind of looks like WWE kind of like backstepped on that. So now it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Uh, but The Rock and Cody got into it uh, at the Las Vegas presser that they had yesterday at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, Mary was not there. No, um, I was not. I couldn't have broke him up. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so, um, actually, why is Nevada trending? Nevada uh, because trending. of everything. Uh, <laughs> because of everything. Well, um, Nevada beat number 24 of San Diego State. So it looks like. Oh, basketball, State. gotcha. 70 to 66. Um, so it looks like they had. Uh, it was kind of weird because it looks like in overtime it looks like they originally had it, but something kind of happened, and yeah, it was a bunch of stuff. But anyway, uh, it also looks like the Nevada caucuses were happening too. So it looks like yes, that was, that was yeah. They did the uh, Tuesday was the last day to vote for some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, also trending tonight. Happy Lunar New Year is trending. Woo-hoo! Um, yeah. There was actually a video out that just came out a few minutes ago. There's a new video of Jack Black and Aquafina wishing you a happy Lunar New Year with new footage at the end for Kung Fu Fanda 4. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yes, that is coming out. <laughs> yes, it is. But no uh, Furious 5. I'm kind of upset about that. No what? Furious 5. Part of Kung Fu Panda. Oh, well, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course you don't. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> so you'll have to explain that one for the folks. <laughs> Basically, it's Kung Fu Panda is uh, Poe, which is Jack Black's character who is a panda. The Furious Five were the five masters that fought alongside Poe, and that is uh, Tigress, uh, Mantis, Monkey, Crane, and Viper. Or, uh, sorry, Viper's? No, that's not right. Oh, I always forget the snake name. Anyway, regardless, we're not going to sit here and do It took me many times to do that. I always forget the snake name. Um, they were played by uh, Lucy Liu. Uh, Jackie Chan was the monkey. Um, Angelina Jolie was the uh, with Tigress. Um, oh, I can't remember Pan- uh, the one that did Mantis's voice, but he's been in uh, a bunch of different movies. You'd recognize his name or his voice right away. And then um, same with Crane. Uh, both of the voices are very recognizable, but I can't remember their names off the top of my head right now. Um, but yeah, so they're the Furious Five. They usually fight alongside Poe, and it'd be, you know, they were in the first three films um, for Kung Fu Panda. So I'm kind of upset they're not in film number four. But yeah, sometimes you got to move on. It's been a busy, busy week. Uh, Moana 2 is also coming out. 
the previews for that kind of hit. That's going to be in theaters on November 27th of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also trending. Um, and then, as I kind of mentioned earlier, um, there was something about Disney and Fortnite, and I was trying to look that up, and I don't have it, but I know that there was something to the point of Disney had infused some cash into the franchise, but um, but that's also kind of occurring as well. So a lot of things trending tonight. It's Friday night. There's not a really, this is kind of like one of those weekends where sports kind of in a way, everybody's going to rush a bunch of stuff, and it will grind to a halt come Sunday midday. Um, as the Super Bowl pretty much will be center stage. I think that's the only sport or sporting event in which I know no one dares to program anything against it that's new or something that's like, you know, um, they wouldn't dare program anything against the Super Bowl. You're asking for certain uh, (laughs) demise if you do that. No sporting event usually goes up against it. Nothing. It's just the Super Bowl, and it's it's. I think somebody mentioned it the other day. It's pretty much probably the only sport, besides maybe for wrestling fans, WrestleMania, that probably unites a lot of people. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that watch the Super Bowl for different reasons, and sometimes it's the sport, sometimes it's the commercials, although mm-hmm. the commercials are lacking as of late. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, or sometimes it's just because that's the only thing on. Yep, you have the Puppy Bowl, which I guess takes place Count. at some point. <laughs> I love the Puppy Bowl, and you can adapt those dogs, so it's so cute. It's so cute. I think this is the twentieth one this year. Something like that. It's something insane like that, but it's so cute. <laughs> Keep going back. It's so cute. I want those dogs. I want them all. <laughs> so Puppy Bowl uh, is also this year. Um, so those are some of the things that are trending. So I saw this story, uh, also in the Potpourri Files here. Uh, I'll, I'll read the tagline because I, I will tell you. Passenger booted from plane after sex toy starts buzzing in suitcase. Um <laughs> A female plane passenger was left mortified after a vibrator began buzzing in her suitcase shortly before takeoff, with crew ordering her to disembark the aircraft and reveal the noisy contents of her (laughs) carry-on. The embarrassing ordeal was filmed by the flyer's friend and posted to TikTok, where the footage has clocked up 12.5 million views. Dude, you know that girl was her best friend if she got it on tape. Right. When, when the whole plane wants to fly, your suitcase is vibrating. A caption on the viral video reads, according to uh, Jam Press, the pastor in the clip is influencer Amanda Diaz Rojas, who boasts 250,000 followers on social media. Now it makes me wonder if she did that on purpose. In the footage, I would go, yes. Yeah, her suitcase starts buzzing, with flight attendants asking her to take it down from the overhead locker to see what was amiss. Um, in the clip, the red-faced brunette can be seen squatting over a silver suitcase as she laughs with embarrassment. Then, heating crew member instructions, she departs the airplane and opens the suitcase of the jetway. The clip concludes with her switching off the automated pleasure provider, one of several in her bag, as the airline staff collapses into giggles. (laughs) 
the TikTok. Uh, the TikToker was abused by the incident with one say they would be mortified. She makes sure she packs the essentials another quick. <laughs> um, yeah. Meanwhile, one pundit urged Rojas to, quote, take the damn batteries out of the X-rated electronic item before boarding next time. According Thank to guidelines, According to guidelines outlined by the Transportation Security Administration, Electronic sex toys are allowed in both carry-on and check bags, but, quote, the final decision rests with the TSA officer on whether an item is allowed through the checkpoint. Uh, either way, it's important to take special precautions to avoid embarrassing situations, such as the aforementioned. <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, All right. Travel- so, la- ladies, I'm sorry. This is just for the ladies. If you cannot manually do this and you have to bring that with you, take the batteries out. Or find one with a plug. If you're going across the ocean, trust me, there will be plenty of people, if you have that available to you, that will help you with your plight. End of PSA. <laughs> the Travel and Leisure magazine said that uh, among those things with that includes removing batteries before the flight, checking sex toys rather than carrying them on, and opting for smaller, less conspicuous sex accessories that won't stand out on the security monitor. Uh, it's also important to play it cool and avoid arousing suspicion. In the event that the TSA agent finds their device in the bag, passengers should remain calm and well own it per the magazine. The best thing you can do is tell the truth they write. Traveling with a vibrator says that you're comfortable with your sexuality and there's nothing wrong with that. Be confident and comfortable and you'll save yourself from any more questions of probing. Uh, Unless you so. want probing. Yes, unless you want probing. Now, here's one thing. Certain countries like India, Indonesia, Thailand, Vietnam, Malaysia, the Maldives, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates impose restrictions on adult toys. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it would behoove travelers to do research before flying to avoid having one six toys confiscated. (laughs) Unless, again, that's what you want. Some people have weird wants. So I'm going to just, unless that's what you want. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Um, uh, I, yeah, I don't know what to tell you on that one. I just say own it, man. Just own it. Own it. I just think, own it. I think most people would nowadays because they're comfortable with what they do. Um, I can only imagine a couple of weekends ago how many of those probably made their way there for AVN. Uh <laughs> we have plenty of shops. Prototypes. Yep. Shout out to all my friends that were out there at AVN. I missed it again. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, with Valentine's Day, uh, roses are red, broccoli is green. This is the healthiest Valentine's Day gift you've ever seen. Tender Stem, partnered with British chocolatier. Chococo? Uh, is sure. Their... Hmm? I said sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, know. I'm going with Chococo. Uh, they're going to release their Valentine's broccoli-infused chocolates called Tender Choc. <laughs> it says, show your tender side this Valentine's Day with these limited edition fresh dark chocolates filled with gentle tender stem broccoli. The company used 72% Ecuadorian dark chocolates Filled it with green ganache made of broccoli and mixed with fresh 
dorset cream and almond notes to create the crucifier dessert. Each box contains nine chocolate-covered broccoli topped with a green chocolate circle over the healthy delicacy. New Food UK, a food enthusiast account on Instagram, shared a post about the unique Valentine's gift, captioning it. These sound a little out there, but are actually quite delicious. Uh, the social media page's recommendation had many foodies uneasy about the strange pairing. No, no, no. I love broccoli. I love chocolate. But this is a clear no, 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 declared a social media user. Uh, another chocolate lover said, this was made for me. Definitely want to try the tender chalk. Uh, the business will love this one, added a husband. Perfect for a love-hate relationship, wrote a jokester. Uh, tender Stem only has 30 boxes available for customers to purchase, but they are offering a free raffle, which closes on February 12th, uh, for broccoli lovers who can't see themselves without the veggie on Valentine's. Uh, so, uh, no, by the way. This is the air name, no. Uh, I was headed there for you the other And you said no Um, (laughs) Well how about you Yay or nay for you mister uh, It's definitely a no for me dog Yeah (laughs) Now if you said that you were putting Like cheese on that broccoli I'm game Okay. Chocolate? No. No. We're good. We're good. <laughs> um, just leave it be. Um, no point in going up and beyond. Um, oh, by the way, uh, also, the, <laughs> the most and least sinful U.S. states have been revealed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Washington, D.C. Is that part of one of them? <laughs> uh, that's not a state. <laughs> I just thought it, that's why I asked beforehand before I make my my guesses. I think we all know who got the top spot. <gasps> Nevada. All sins point to Nevada. The Silver State won the gold in Wallet Hub's new report on the most sinful U.S. states. Following Nevada, um, you got to remember though we got we have a city based off of the seven deadly sins. Like all of them are here, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to actually get to that, but uh, you want to take a guess on? Um, let's see, there was one, two, three, four. You want to guess the other four states that followed you? Mm. Um. Okay. Sinful? One, two, two should be very easy. Well, I was going to say, okay, these are the ones that came to mind. Like, these are my first ones in mind. California, Alaska, yep. no. um, New York, no. Florida, yes. and probably one of the northern states, Oregon, Washington? No. One of those two? No. Dang. Nope. Those would be Follow- my guesses. But you, you got to think another one that probably might be sinful in some way. But uh, I, I probably wouldn't have thought it until I, I did. But following Nevada was Louisiana. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Ca- I got why, yeah. California, Florida, mm-hmm. and Tennessee. According to an Tennessee. analysis of 
according to an analysis of 55 key indicators of immoral or illicit behavior. Nevada ranks as the most sinful state in America, which probably doesn't come as much as a surprise, given that one of its most famous cities, Las Vegas, is the famed sin city. While at home, a lot of how broke this report, one of the obvious deadly sins in Nevada is greed, given that it leads the nation in casinos, and it also has one of the largest gambling arrests per capita. Nevada, mm-hmm. which is hosted the Super Bowl on Sunday, was also dinged for having the second lowest volunteer rate in the U.S. and an unusually high percentage of Internet trolls. Louisiana, Louisiana, meanwhile, is tied in first with four other states for the most violent crimes per capita and has the fifth most thefts per capita. The home of Mardi Gras also has one of the highest rates of teen births, retail opioid prescriptions, and obesity in the country. At the same time, California has logged high numbers of mass shootings, elder abuse complaints, and a very high rate of aggravated assault arrests per capita. Many California residents have given in to lust as well, searching Google for terms relating to pornography and affairs more than people in any other state. Of course, being the home of Hollywood, the Golden State also struggles a bit with vanity, having much higher numbers of plastic surgery centers and other venues concerned with physical appearance than most other states. Uh, for a part, New York ranks the five least sinful states. Um, would you care to take a guess? No, because I'm going to get it wrong. But if Utah is one of them, they're lying. No, Utah did not make Good. the list. Good, because they're lying. They're a <laughs> sinful, sinful bunch over there. You heard me, LDS <laughs> members. Oh, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not going to. I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. Uh, <laughs> the five least sinful states are Wyoming. Wyoming doesn't exist. (laughs) New Hampshire. Okay, liars. (laughs) Idaho. Makes sense. Maine and Vermont. Maine, South Canada, so that makes sense too. Uh, To calculate the ratings, Wallet Hub devised seven main categories, anger and hatred, which were violent crimes and sex offenders per capita, among other factors, jealousy, which is thefts and fraud per capita, Excess and vices, which is obesity rate and drug overdose deaths. Greed, which is gambling-related arrests and charitable donations. Lust, which is time spent on adult entertainment sites and prostitution arrests. Vanity, which is a number of plastic surgeons, barbers, and manicurists. And laziness, time spent watching TV and high school graduation rate. A score of 100 represented the most sinfulness. Uh, Nevada finished uh, 60.47. Louisiana was 55.21. California at 54.94, Florida at 50.62, Tennessee at 50.35. And then, like I said, when it came to least sinful, Wyoming only got 25.63. Uh, the other because ones Wyoming doesn't exist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was all of these sinful states. Uh, since time is escaping us here, I do have a couple of things from the smoking gun files. Um so uh, this comes from Ohio, not from Florida, surprisingly. Surprising. Uh, after being, yeah, after being arrested again for trespassing on the grounds of an Ohio library, a suspect explained to police that a, quote, higher power allowed him to be on the property at 1.20 a.m. Specifically, uh, Kamel Glittens claimed that he had checked with Christ and secured permission, according to a police report. 
Uh, Gifted the 28 was arrested early Saturday outside the public library in Sandusky, a city an hour outside of Cleveland. Uh, he was using an exterior outlet to charge his phone. Uh, Glittons, who had twice previously been busted trespassing at the library, cited Christ when a uh, patrolman asked him what he was doing on the property. Charged with criminal trespass, he was booked into the Erie County Jail, where he remains locked up on a $1,750 bond. Uh, following a 2023 arrest, uh, Glittons, who is nicknamed Cloud, told police, quote, he was from Canada and he has been wandering Ohio for the past year. Uh, Christ could not be reached for comment. Um, Then also from the, uh, well, uh, let's see. There's two stories here. (laughs) I'm going to give you the option. Uh, Do you want to hear about the pastor that put the EU in Uber? (laughs) Or do you want to hear about the, uh, uh, the dumb crook who pretty much, uh, (laughs) <laughs> who pretty much got himself into trouble over his business card. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, both of them That's sound great. Both of them sound great. Go with the U, no. and then you can tell me about the business card later, because I have a feeling that might be the worst. You'll, you'll be sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this one's uh, from Florida. Well, Of well, course it is. You. <laughs> While taking an Uber home to his $655,000 townhouse, a Florida man exposed his genitals and pleasured himself to completion, forcing the driver to clean up the mess left behind by his front seat passenger seat. <laughs> According to court records, the driver picked up Jason Haggerty at 46 around 8.45 p.m. in Tampa on Saturday and drove him to St. Petersburg, where he owns a residence with his husband. While en route, Haggerty, quote, displayed and exposed his penis and then proceeded to masturbate the duration of the ride until arriving home. The driver told cops he speaks no English and was unable to tell the defendant to stop, though he did use his phone to record the defendant masturbating. (laughs) The driver said that Haggerty ejaculated inside the vehicle. In order to continue working, the driver, quote, had to personally clean the fluid from his own vehicle. An arrest affidavit that there was a third unknown person in the vehicle's back seat who spoke up for the victim at the conclusion of the ride. Police believe alcohol played a role in the incident. Uh, Haggerty, nurse practitioner, was arrested for exposure of sexual organs, which is a misdemeanor, and booked into the county jail. During a court order, the judge ordered Haggerty released from custody on his own recognizance. He also directed him to have no contact with the driver. Additionally, he ruled that, quote, the defendant shall not use Uber, Lyft, rideshare, or any assisted means of transportation while the case is pending. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, it's definitely not like an Alice Salsa commercial where it was plop, No, plop, it's not. Just, no, no plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, my <laughs> God. And then, of course, if you really want to look up the dumb criminals, it leads us, uh, well, really, to Canada. In an apparent bid to drum up customers for his drug business, a Canadian man handed out business cards with a small sample of cocaine attached, according to police. According to cops, Saeed Amir uh, Razavi, 30, distributed the cards outside a casino in Calgary 
where he resides. Investigators loaded the cards in late December and launched a probe that resulted in the February 3rd arrest of uh, Razavi on narcotics possession and trafficking charges. A police search of his auto and residence yielded 50 baggies of cocaine, a digital scale with drug residue, and $1,280 in cash. Cops also seized a box of business cards with the name Alex Lee. He allegedly handed out the cards, which listed Lee as a driver and contained contact information with a small Ziploc bag containing cocaine stapled to it. Uh, he was released from custody earlier this week and is scheduled for February 26th court appearance. Wow. Very smart. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Oh, hey, my God. Smart folks out here. Um, In this so, economy. <laughs> yes. Uh, with that, I don't think I had anything else to share this week. Um, Other than your top five musical notes? I was going to. And, you know, I pretty much at this point... Uh, I've given up. We'll let it, we'll let it be. I, we'll, we've given up. Uh, it was a pretty okay. much uh, very busy day. So um, I can give you a couple of things for <laughs> when I mentioned it around what we came up with for not play. I had a few. Uh, well, you tell me what you have. I actually had. We only a few. had a few. We only had a few. Um, another one bites the dust was one. Oh no. Um. um Oh, the, the I, we had my heart will go on and I will always love you. Both of those on there on the uh, don't want to hear it list. Um, uh, uh, the um, living on a prayer. <laughs> so we were all over the place. <laughs> <Good Lord. laughs> yes, there's quite a few. Um, Candle in the wind. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't want to go with smoking out the window. Uh, right? Sonic, not that one. <laughs> um, what was that song years ago? Oh, God. I think it was Sitting at a Bar. Wasn't that the song? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, the one that I said was, um, God, I just had it and I lost it. Uh, Nine Inch Nails Closer. Oh, I thought you Is were going to say uh, Like an Animal. but the... <laughs> that's that's No, that's Closer. The actual no. name of the song is called Closer, no, but yeah, yes, closer, that's yeah. the song. Yeah, that's the song. And I was just like, if that one keyed up on uh, during Valentine's Day, I'd be like, and I'm out. <laughs> and, and don't go with uh, Carrie Underwood's Before He Cheats. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the early Taylor Swift song that probably is about a relationship gone bad. <laughs> right, Exactly. <laughs> I don't care how big of a Swifty they are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes, there's quite a few. But of course there's always a good uh few songs um for Valentine's Day. Uh I'm usually from the old school, so a lot of the songs that I usually like are probably like older songs. Um Yeah. But hopefully all of you have a wonderful Valentine's Day, or if you, um, even if you don't have a Valentine's for Valentine's Day, someone loves you. <laughs> we love you for listening. Thank you. Yes, we love you for listening. Um, and of course, with all of these shows, you can hear us either here on Blog Talk Radio or on Spotify or on iHeartRadio or on Apple 
Um, yeah, you can hear us anywhere. Like I said, we love you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and we thank you for choo-choo choosing us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to throw that in. Um, and I'm even more sadder that I did not get the clip for that, and I'm just thinking of it now. Uh, so, yes. But before we go, any shout-outs for this week? Oh, no hints, but there's a birthday coming up that I should be singing happy birthday to, but I'll I'll save that since I sang the last couple of times. It's been on the Friday or the Monday or whatever. So happy birthday to my dear friend. That's that? coming up this weekend. You <laughs> don't stir. Um, there's that. Um, happy birthday to my brother-in-law. He has the fortunate or unfortunate, depending on who you are. I don't know what his opinion is. Um, he is a Valentine's Day baby, so Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said fortunate or unfortunate. I don't know what his opinion is, so I'm going to leave it alone. Um, so happy birthday to him. Uh, my parents' anniversary is coming up next Friday, and then Ooh, I've got, uh, Uncle Mike's, yeah, uh, I have Uncle Mike's uh, birthday next Friday. I think that's it for this week, but there's so many during February. I probably have one every week, hmm. at least one. Here's the strange thing about that one. I looked at my Facebook, and I had a birthday from last week. I had a birthday every day on my – this has got to be like a record. There was a birthday every day with the exception up to like – it was like up to the 16th or 17th, and the mm-hmm. only day to not have one was on the 15th. Other than that, every day I had a February birthday. <laughs> so – Shout out to all the February babies. Um, uh, there's a lot of us. <laughs> yes, there are. There's a lot of cool Aquarians out there. Uh, this is the age of Aquarius. Um, so, yeah, um, hopefully all of you enjoy your day. Thank you. Um, I guess, yeah, um, I, I, I stopped at a certain age. So people ask me where I'm at. I will take the advice of a fellow Illinoisan, the late, great Jack Benny, where he stopped at 39. Um, So I stopped there. Um, And I guess I should wish my twin brother a happy birthday. Um, So, yeah. Thanks for for sharing the crib for a while. Yes. (laughs) So, nope. Um, we. It, it, I think people forget that. Like, oh yeah, it's your brother's birthday too. Yeah, that's why we're twins. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works like that. That's how Very that rarely works. Will it be different days, but that's in those cases where one was born at eleven fifty-eight, the other one didn't come until after midnight, and then it's two different days. So. And then they're not twins anymore. I, 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 a hundred percent. Nope. <laughs> They just shared a womb. That's all. <laughs> I don't get to say that. I didn't have. I, I'm not a twin, nor did I have any, so I don't get to have an opinion. But I think that would be funny. Yes. Um, but no. So no. Happy birthday. Happy anniversaries. Yeah. Um, if you're a Valentine baby, make sure you get both a Valentine gift and a birthday gift. Don't get shortchanged. Uh, <laughs> But yes, but uh, we will be back here with you again 
God willing, Creek Don't Rise next Friday night, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. Um, But like I said, uh, with all seriousness, uh, thank you uh, for every one of you that listens. Uh, A lot of you stay up late with us. Um, A lot of you are probably on your way to bed. And if you lasted the entire almost two hours that we've done this, uh, you really are truly a fan, and we thank you for that. So uh, for Barry, I am LeVar. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, in closing, I will tell you to take care of yourselves and each other, and we will see you again soon. Goodbye, Barry. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at NewsCometBTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 